All right, Rabbi, I'll say good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. Continuing today, Emir Hashem. In Mesilat Hashem, we are picking up on Parak Chaf Beis. So we actually left off a few lines before the end of yesterday's piece, but let us continue. So remember again that I'm Chal in, in speaking about the Midah Vanava of humility, speaking about the concept that if a person is given a particular gift, they are to view themselves as the custodian of that gift to convey benefit to the other. So if your gift is wealth, your goal is to use it to enhance the life of the other. Your goal is wisdom, enhance the life of the other. Your goal is strength, or excuse me, your gift is strength, ultimately use it to protect and to benefit the other. So the Ramakal goes on, he says, To what could this be compared? So I will say, this is actually a beautiful, a beautiful mashal, a beautiful metaphor. He says, really, you could look at people as if all of us are servants in the home of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Each of us is a masharis. Each of us is a servant. Everyone is in charge of something specific. Everyone has a specific mission. Everyone has a specific purpose. And everyone has to do their task in order for the home to run efficiently. So isn't that beautiful? In other words, so in a home, right, in a, in a palace, in a king's palace, servants have different responsibilities. A servant doesn't become a Balgaiva because he has this responsibility, that responsibility. At the end of the day, everyone recognizes that they have their unique responsibility and they have to execute in order for the home to run smoothly. So, so too in life, all of us are servants in the palace of Hashem. So some of us are the servants in charge of wealth, and some of us are the servants in charge of wisdom, and some of us are the servants in charge of strength. And the idea over here is that each and every one of us has to execute our particular servitude or agency in the right way in order that the palace could run effectively. Therefore, he says, Therefore, there's no place here for arrogance, when one is truthful. Because at the end of the day, that which I have in life was only given to me by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that I could use it and somehow use it for the benefit of the other. Therefore, again, it's counterintuitive for me to become a Balgaiva because of the particular gifts that the Ribbono Sholom has given to me. And I will say this is the proper perspective for every person who's thoughtful, who's thoughtful and not crooked and twisted. And we will say, what's, what's anav? But this is actually incredible. What is anivos? What is humility? So we speak, we've spoken about this often, that sometimes people think that humility is when you think very little of yourself. So we'll say thinking very little of yourself is not humility. That's low self-esteem, right? Humility is when you recognize, when I recognize that the gifts that I have in life, the kohos, the abilities and the power that I have in life were not given to me simply for me. They were given to me in order to somehow benefit the other. They were given to me in a custodial fashion so that I could utilize them to somehow help others to make the world a little bit better, to amplify the presence of the Ribbono Shalom in this world. The moment that a person has that epiphany and realizes that, that creates anava. That creates humility. Because in that moment I recognize that my life is not about me. Remember again, gaiva, gaiva, arrogance, which is the opposite of anava, of humility, 
is egocentricity and self-centeredness. Everything is about me. Well, the moment that I recognize that the truth is, nothing is about me. Right? Everything I am and everything I have is about what I can do for the other, for the world, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that by definition engenders Anava. He goes on, he says, It's actually beautiful. Right? Our next, our next Masechta in Dafyomi Emirat Hashem. How, how praiseworthy, how wonderful are the humble? Muche Ruach means lowly of spirit. But that refers to humble people. Shevis, listen to this. Shevis, man, Shevis, Hamikdash came when the Beis Hamikdash stood. Adam makriv ola, schar ola biado, mincha, schar mincha biado. Supposed to be in the Beis Hamikdash stood. So when you offered up a carbon, so what did you get rewarded for? The particular carbon you were offering. So you brought a mincha, you got the schar for mincha, you brought a, an ola, schar for an ola. Listen to this. Avamisha daito shvala ala, but someone who is humble. They'll say, when a person is humble, they are treated as if they've brought all of the karbanos in the world. The, off, the greatest offering to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a broken spirit. They'll say, again, in this, it's easy sometimes to look at broken spirit as sad, right? Or as dejected. The Ramchal is using it over here to refer to humility. Humility, but the chap over here is it uses the lashon of zivche elokim, the the offerings of God, plural, plural. That humility is so profound. Humility is so profound that says if you've offered up every carbon. Now, what's the pshat with that? What's the pshat with that? So it's a very simple idea. the the idea The idea is that when a person is humble, they recognize that everything I have, every ability, every koach, every gift is to be used for the service of the other and ultimately to the service of Hashem, which means I'm taking all of my kochos, all of my abilities, all of my gifts, and I'm offering them up to Hashem. When you're in the base HaMikdash, the most you could do is offer up one carbon at a time. But humility allows you to offer up everything you have and everything you are to HaKadosh Baruch Hu all at once. Such a beautiful idea. So in the base HaMikdash, I could only offer up one carbon. When a person is humble, they, it's as if they've offered up multiple karbanos simultaneously. It's so beautiful. The, it's good. My children, my sons, I, I love you and I desire you so much. Even when I shower greatness upon you, you humble yourself before me. I give greatness to Avram. I wanted Avram to say, I said, I'm dirt, right? I'm dust. I'm dust. I gave greatness to Moshe and Aaron. What did they say? What are we? I gave greatness to David. And what did David say? I am but a worm and not a man. So the idea, again, it was the idea that I'm highlighting over here, the power of humility. So first of all, just to solidify what we have. We have the source of humility. So what is the source of humility? The source of humility is when I recognize I am a servant in the palace. 
And whatever gifts I have, whatever gifts I have, they're ultimately to allow the palace to function normally. Whatever abilities I have, to allow the palace to function normally. Who I am, what I have, the gifts I've been given, are all in a custodial capacity to be able to do good for the other. The moment I recognize that, I will say that engenders comprehensive humility. Not only that, but in that moment, it's as if I'm offering up every single piece of me as a carbon to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that becomes the very antithesis of Gaiva. Because Gaiva arrogance is when nothing is about a custodianship and everything is about me. It's about me. I have, I own, I possess. What can I do for me? How can I benefit me? There's no thought of the other. So also you begin to see how humility and arrogance cannot exist in the same spaces. By definition, they are mutually exclusive. He goes on, he says, let's finish up. So I will say, humility is really predicated on the idea that a person does not allow his heart to get carried away or to be enticed because of some ability, some strength, or some gift that he possesses. So I will say, there's another piece. So Ramchal has been describing over here this idea that humility comes from this recognition that I exist in a custodial capacity in this world. There's another piece, which is being fully cognizant of my faults and my shortcomings. I, I recognize my chesronos, my chesronos, my deficiencies. That I will say, now listen to this, he says, I will say, now when I reflect on my deficiencies, my deficiencies really manifest themselves in two ways. Number one, that even the good that I complete, that, that I, excuse me, even the good that, that I, that I, yeah, that I perform is deficient. Is deficient. I will say, think about it just a moment. And, and this is like a, it's, it is very humbling. If you think about any good thing that you have done, so ask yourself, have I done this in the right way? And I will say, if you think about it, the answer more often than not is, I've tried to do it in the right way. Have I done it in the absolute right way? The answer almost inevitably is no. No. In other words, if, if you ask me, okay, I perform whatever mitzvah it is, whatever my, my, my sitovit is, I've done it. I've done it. Has it been done the way ideally it should be? The answer is almost inevitably no. And not, not because I don't care, but at the end of the day, because like I, I put in my effort, but I, it's just never, it's never where it should be. And by the way, that's okay. That's part of the human condition. That's part of what pushes us to become more, to do more. But that's very humbling. That's very humbling that even when I attempt to do good, my good itself is often not complete. He goes on, he says, V'od, this is, Vemchal says, by the way, and even if maybe you're one of those people, maybe when you look at your mitzvot, they're done exactly as you're supposed to do them, which is incredible. There's another inherent deficiency. What's the inherent deficiency? That I am a human being. Literally, again, I'm born to a mother. Which in other words, by definition, the human condition is one of deficiency and lacking. See, even if for some, somehow, some way, 
I look at my actions, I do that actional inventory, and somehow there's nothing lacking, nothing missing, there's a deficiency in me by the fact that I'm a mortal. That I am a mortal, not immortal. Right? The fact that I am a mortal, the fact that I am a human being by definition, in the fabric of the human condition, there are deficiencies. And I will say the fact that I'm a, a, a mortal being, the fact that I'm a human being, by definition tells me that I have deficiencies, and therefore prevents me from becoming a Baal Gaiva. points out over here something amazing. You know, this is reminiscent of the Mishnah Perkevas. Where the Mishnah says, "In Lamarata Torah Harbe, Al Taksik Tovli Atzmecha." If you've learned a lot of Torah, so do not give yourself a tremendous shkoyach. Right? Don't, don't, don't. don't. Why? Kilakach right? For this is why you were. This is why you're you were created. So, also on a basic level, what is it saying? Is look when you go to work. When you go to work, so no one tells you, you know, great job for showing up on time. Right? Great job for showing up. Great job for showing up on time. Right? That's your job. That's your job. You don't get a shkoyach for doing your job. So on the most basic level, my job is to learn Torah in this world, or one of my jobs is to learn Torah in this world. You don't get a shkoyach for doing your job. The Maral in his Perish and Perikavos is something amazing. Do you know I don't get a shkoyach for learning Torah? Because it's true, you put in the effort, but the only reason you were able to do that was why? Was because your eyes work, Baruch Hashem, and they're able to see the print. And your brain works and is able to process information, right? And your ears work, so you're able to go ahead and hear the shear. And your mouth works, so you're able to ask a question, well, where, where does that all come from? Where, where, where does that all come from? Right? See, even if you're able to accomplish something spiritually, recognize, recognize that ability to accomplish it is only because Cheshbarach was giving you all of these gifts. And, and I didn't earn it. I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. But this is a chesash and say, So says Ramchal. That's what it means about the inherent deficiency. Let's say, you know, one, one, one of the things, one of the things, we spoke about this last night in our chasidus chabura, that's one of the things we want more than anything is to be in control. And one of the things that we lack most in this world is control. Right? I am not a self-sufficient being. Not, not in any way, shape, or form. There is absolutely nothing in this world that I can do on my own. Not one thing. I was right. I woke up this morning. I think okay. I, so I set the alarm. I set the alarm. My ability to open my eyes. My ability to move my feet onto the ground. My ability to stand up straight. My ability to get dressed. My all. All. And we see when a person doesn't have these abilities. Person does. Keshbarachu doesn't give. Keshbarachu doesn't give it for whatever the cheshbon. Ein anova gedolamizo. That's what Ramchal means when he says that there is a sense of humility, by definition, built into the fabric of the human condition. There is nothing I can do on my own. And when I recognize that, I will say that by definition engenders a profound sense of humility that stems from a profound sense of reliance. So again, Ramchal is describing over here different levels of humility. So there is what we'll call human condition. It's actually interesting because you would have thought even like, like to kind of put this like reverse. There's human condition, there's human condition 
um, humility, which is the fact that I'm just totally reliant. And then there's custodianship humility, which is that everything I have is a benefit from the other. These two levels, says Ramchal, ultimately contribute to a comprehensive... I know, I was went a little bit long today, I'm sorry. Let's stop over here. Shkoyach.